evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Super stoked tonight. You know, uh, it's not too often you find local talent, you know? And uh, I don't know what it is, the proximity thing, you know, where you're like, they're close. I could tell them in person that I like their stuff. Or I could do a Zoom podcast, which is just completely, you know, redundant to the point. But regardless, like, I am a, a fan of music. Everybody listens to the podcast. They know that. You know what I mean? They know that when I get excited about something, it's something that basically I play into the ground. I have this problem where I just put songs on repeat and like I'll do like cardio just to that song for 40 minutes. Tonight's guests, I did that same thing this morning to uh, one of their songs called Vitamin E. Just did it for 40 minutes straight just on repeat, you know, and it felt really good. You know, it felt good because the music feels good. Uh, describing the music is really, you know, it's it's a hard thing because it doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard before. And uh, I guess, you know, with that being said, I'm very excited to uh, welcome tonight's guests, Andrew and John from the band Rubber here into the lounge tonight. Uh, does the music make you feel like it's elastic like rubber? Is that like the fluidity feel that you're trying to go for? Sure, that works. That's a good explanation. That's a good reason to have the name, I guess. That's it. And then the, the, the answer is from, so from now on, guys, when you when somebody asks, so why did you leave your bad rubber? Just be like, it's elasticity, man. You got to spread it. You know what I mean? Because it feels good, right? Definitely. Yeah. The, so it's not that not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the other typical question would be if they would ask. So you guys found each other at Temple, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, John, do you want to well, guess what, guys? I went to Temple too, okay? Oh, yeah. So throw a wrench in there. We're all owls here. But oh, you guys, were you both like majors? Jo- like, were you like, did you know each other prior to Temple? No. We met through mutual friends. Okay, cool. So two people were like, yo, or like a bunch of people were like, you two should get together and Just form. One person. That's what's up. Yeah. Where's this person? Where's this one person at that's the missing piece of the rubber? Um, She's, she's doing her own thing. I think she's. Okay, like- girl vocal coach um and do we give her a shout out because it's yeah. like my new favorite band right she she shout formed you guys Livy forbes for for introducing us cool uh, but essentially we like started by like kind of just going to a jam session and john and i ended up writing like five songs together and then after that, we just kind of kept on hanging out, kept on writing, and then we were signed to Bell Tower Records at, at Temple. If you remember, I, I don't know if they maybe appropriate name. That's that's what's up. The Bell Tower Records. Okay. Um, I studied economics. John studied. Oh. What did you study, John? Recording audio. Oh, cool. Yeah. I studied education. I don't use my degree no more. But thank Why? you, Temple. For I, I, I'm a multiple man. You know, I like to live multiple lives. I don't like to, uh, like, stay into one profession. So I've done many jobs, and uh, I'm now uh, a video editor. And like, you know, just because you got a piece of paper that tells you you could do something doesn't mean you can't do other things. And I encourage everybody out there to to try new things. You could do anything. I'm 41 years old, and uh, most people my age would be like, oh, a career change. That sounds scary to me. It's fun. You know what I mean? Like if you're alive, you better like, you know, embrace, you know, everything that comes towards you, you know? And I guess that's why I like you guys. I don't know what it is about the the music. Like you two have a, a, a duality too. And like, you know, all the, the great 
you know, dualities of like, um, you know, uh, the White Stripes. I always thought that MGMT would like be the biggest band in the world, but it didn't turn out to be that way. You know, I thought that they'd have a like Coldplay U2 status, but they just didn't. But they, they and also, too, OK, here, here uh, like I have I think you guys are episode 308 and I've been saying for a long time, there's got to be somebody to come from Philly to do something right. We got the Hooters. We got the Roots. Right. But, you know, when's when's it happened the last time? I don't know, but I mean, like, you don't hear many things like you guys at all. You just don't, you know, it's like fun, you know, and it's like there's many different genres in there. It's like watching like a Tarantino film, you know, like it just feels. It feels like you guys are going for like a couple different styles and I like that, you know, it reminds me also, too, of like I grew up in the 90s, like you have like a very mid 90s urban okplayer.com feel to you. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that from Philly, but like. No, I'll, I'll go take- with that, dude. Just go with that, you know. And it works too, like just being like a, a duo. Yeah, I mean, we just kind of make music that we like. I feel like is 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 what it is. We don't go into it thinking that like, oh, we're gonna make something that doesn't sound like anything else. Um, it's just a combination of our influences and the fact that John's production style and my voice are happen to be kind of interesting and and standalone um and and yeah i would i would definitely say that our contrast is is part of the part of what makes the music interesting yeah would you concur john yeah i agree with that for sure Mm -hmm. i think that um i think that like we're very different people at the end of the day but that's what i think that's what makes the music interesting during the creative process I like uh so you produce everything too as well? Yeah. Okay. There's something about a bass player that's also a producer. I, I enjoy I'm a bass player too as well. And uh you do a good job with it. So I mean like all of uh the beats too. Do you make the beats? Yeah, a vitamin E though, that's um the now the other songs that. I listen to. Like I've listened through all of your Spotify stuff. So like that. Yeah. Um I do I do most like most of the production and then sometimes mm. collaborators will, will help with the production. That's what's up yeah so it's good it's really good keep doing what you do man because you know i mean like some people don't pay attention to dbs i'm i don't know if that makes sense like everything sounds good in my like i have like these jbls and like i really stick by the jbl you know like yeah i don't i don't mix the music though that's our engineer still though you have to think about the process of recording right i mean like when push comes to shove the recording process can either be great or it could be terrible and i've had both in my career and I can't really remember the good ones as much as I remember the bad ones. You know what I mean? Because they sting a little harder. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's we are amazing audio engineer. Yeah. Shout out Gianni. Because he is he is an absolute beast, and we would not be anywhere that we are now, or will go without him. He is he has recorded, mixed, and mastered all of our music, and we we need that man. We call him Doctor brown because if there's a problem literally any problem i we we call him first me and and andrew are like two grains of sand just like floating in the wind just like going wherever and then gianni is our rock yes that's what's up that's good you always need somebody to pull you back towards you know earth right i mean especially as an artist because sometimes you can get lost like that ship back there in that painting you know what i mean you just lost at sea i i 
I, I've met so many creative people who um, just don't know when to turn it off. You know what I mean? Like there's always a certain part too, like with the song or like a mix where you're like, I can't work on this no more. I got to come back with like green ears, you know, like mm-hmm. some people beat things to death. And I think that, um, you know, they could learn from just, you know, taking a break and also like listening to other people's opinions. I used to struggle with that so much when I was younger, but some people know what they're talking about. Not everybody, but <laughs> so like when you guys perform live, like, so I should say as a precursor, Props to uh, Houseplant because I saw you guys performing on his uh, story feed on uh, Instagram, and uh, he's Mr. Smith's been on my show uh, twice, and he's coming on a third time to complete the Skidex trilogy. But uh, that's where I saw you guys. You're planning to go on some rooftop. Are you guys going to be playing again this summer? Um, yeah, we actually just booked a gig for August 14th. Um, I honestly do not know where it is. It's at a. That's like, okay. It's a date. Brewery jam place it's uh it, we're headlining and we're playing um all the new tunes yeah that's what's up and that's it that's the only one i i would like to uh have you guys play uh, a rooftop show out here in plymouth meeting at the whole foods i know it sounds strange but i used to do these shows called top of the world where i would do like three stages at once and like you ever see like jules holland where like the music just keeps spinning there's no yeah. turnover time so like that's what I'd like to accomplish, and like I think if they allow us to come back because they're still doing the whole COVID thing, I think they're to do another show. I think you guys would be great on the rooftop up there. Yeah, hit us up. I mean, rooftop yeah. is nice. Um, yeah. Are you but, guys currently recording right now? You're like releasing songs one by one. I saw. Like, are you still doing things? So the the plan right now is we ha- we have a couple songs that we're going to be releasing in October and then we take the rest of them hunker down and start chipping away at a debut album when you guys say hunker down what's your uh definition like what do you guys do to hunker down like as artists like how do you guys bond like and uh flesh out tunes yeah in the same room yeah we're right here right here in this studio that I'm currently sitting in where I live with our manager, Drew. Um, Basically just spend an unhealthy amount of time together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen to the same songs over and over again. And me obsessing about my vocal performance, whether it's like, oh my God, it's it's a semitone off. I'm going to lose my mind. And then John's like, we can tune it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, you, I didn't hear any auto-tune. Oh, there's auto tune. Don't you don't you worry. I was trying to be. I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> no, I mean, you should. Are you, are you hard on yourself? Honestly, you could speak freely here, and this could be like therapy for you guys if you'd like. It's tough, right, to be so immersed in your art, right? And you want it to be perfect, right? And there's not many other things in life that people have like that. You know, it's the first tough. thing you think about when you wake up, and the last thing you think about when you go to bed, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. But I try not to obsess about it too much in the moment, because I know I'll I know I'll obsess about it later. So I try to. Yeah, one's really good, and it has honestly taught me how to, like, trust the moment, like trust the energy of the moment, mm-hmm. and like if a take isn't perfect, like if it's not exactly in time or exactly on pitch that's because of the emotion and, and the, the okay. light that i'm not a keyboard i'm not like some instrument or some program i am a living breathing human thing and that 
one thing that John says quite regularly is the whole, a voice gives a song soul. And yeah, it's very true. I try to live that. I try to re remind myself that when I am pushing myself to perfection. I think I read in some press that you never saw yourself as a singer. Is that true? Like you didn't um, think that you, you had it, what it takes, or is that just something I... I, I definitely was not planning on doing this full time. Oh, what do you think? What were you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, look at your voice. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay, the voice. Okay, so it, the music, great. But the voice, I, I have, you know, Instagram on the phone. You can't hear shit on those things. You know what I mean? It always sounds like crap, you know? And all of a sudden I click it and I'm like, who are these guys? You know what I mean? I text a couple of musician friends of mine. I was like, you guys ever hear rubber? They're like, yeah, we have it really good, aren't they? I'm like, wow, dude. The voice with the music makes it rubber. You know what I mean? But like, what were you going to do, Drew, before so being a singer? I had every intention and I'm actually, I've been putting it off and putting it off and I'm going to be turning down a grad school offer like in the next week or so. But uh, I was going to get my PhD and teach. That's what I wanted to do. Um, oh. My PhD in urban studies and mm -hmm. research at a, at a university level. and teach. Well, you can still do it later. See, I did, you know, I did yeah. multiple things. So that's, and and when this started, like, when we released our first single, it got played on XPN here in Philly. And that kind of just like snowballed into a bunch of other opportunities. And that was right around the time that I graduated Temple. And it was like, I guess I should give this space in my life. Like, I, I should actually, you know, go for yeah. it. Yeah, always... you guys are at that age right now. Are you guys like 25, 26 years old? How old are you? I'm 23. He's 23. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're about to embark. You're both 23 years old right now. Yeah. Okay, so 24. Are you, are you familiar with the number 24? Heard of it. I've heard. Forget all the music stuff, fellas. Okay. Let's talk about the next year in your life. It's the best year in your life. The number 24 has so many magical qualities. Like it will be the greatest year of your life. And if you stick to the statistics, most bands it's not that they don't make it it's that they break up i think that's in queen the movie or something like that i think but like i'm, I'm not saying that's original but just don't break up it's, you're about to enter the best year of your life when i was 24 i moved to la i recorded an album and i had the best time of my life and i just i got a degree in education and i felt some honestly i felt kind of different i was just like you know what this i i gotta try you gotta try at least once you know like some people never try and they always think to themselves, I wish I, I wish I'd done something, you know, and it's like they didn't, you know, I, I knew I would I would have regretted it if I didn't give it space, if I didn't throw everything I had at it, because we we had a couple like experiences early on when we were playing open mics that were just so special and the feeling of like like these songs started out as poems in my diary note thing on my phone that I never thought I would be performing in front of people. And then the feeling of performing them in front of people and the feeling when people are like, you're talking about things that I also feel, um, that kind of catharsis and, and that like moment of connection was like, this is this is what I want to be doing all the time. Um, so. It's a good feeling, right? And, this, and like, to play off something you just said too is like i remember like in rehearsals always like feeling like some some of the bands i was in like the rehearsals were so serious and I, I said to 
you're never playing the same way when you play in front of people. If you're an artist, you know what I mean? If you're a musician, maybe you are playing the same way. But if you're an artist like you guys, you know what I mean? Like it's a different whole breed. You know what I mean? The energy transfer between the audience and you really can change music too, which is so cool. Like for a non-musical person, I feel sorry for them to never experience that, you know? It's truly powerful. But also I, I don't want to say I envy, but I appreciate and um, uh, like adore the role of the concert goer, of the fan, because I was mm-hmm. that for a long time. Um, who, who are you uh, a fan of? <laughs> who are you the concert goer of? I mean, I would go to like, a bunch of just like random basement shows at temple like that was kind of my scene for a little while and then in terms of like big pop stars and things i i've gone to every lord concert that's okay that's <laughs> come to it. i we kind of like she's the my same age um when and she um i'm a big nirvana fan and she did a song with nirvana yeah and, uh, the on it's the really good Oh yeah, she's and and her her visual sense and her um, lyricism is uh, she just has a way with words, in my opinion. But um, yeah, yeah, but, that's something yeah. I would like to comment on too. You guys got cool style, you know. You look cool, like you got this. Uh, I don't even know how to describe. It. I mean, like it's got a Philly feel to it too, as well. You know, like that video has a very cool Philly, like that Acme. You know what I mean? I got that. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I've always been rooting for. You know, like I. And so many other of my friends have gotten this close, you know? I, I really hope that you guys take off, you know, in the year 2020, what is it, 22? That'd be 24 then. You're not going to blow up yet. You got to be 24. As soon as you're 24, both of you are 24, I'm manifesting it right now for you. Just like a plant will grow, you surely will see that <laughs> this will happen for you. When you were I, out in Los Angeles, were you doing work out in Los Angeles? Were you guys performing out there or? Yeah, so it was really, um, there were a couple different opportunities. There was a couple, there was a, a TV network that flew us out for XYZ reason that I'm not allowed to talk about. Uh-oh, NDA's up in here on the Bobcast. It's not, a, it's, it's, it's interesting, I like it. I, I ended up turning the opportunity down because I didn't feel like it was a good fit. But while we Good for you, dude. There, good for you. That shows uh, that you guys have character. Good, good. I don't even want to know what it is at this point, okay? <laughs> I know the outcome and the outcome is no, because I too have had the same shit happen to me out there with producers with cracked windshields and their BMWs. You know what I mean? Like, nah. And, and like, especially when you get an addendum to a contract, like the, the day before you're supposed to make a major commitment and they want you to sign it immediately. And it's just like, I can't do this. So, um, but it was a really great trip because we were able to to meet up with some folks out there who have been really supportive of the project and take some sessions, take some meetings, go to shows. And it looks like we'll hopefully be back out in LA in October. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. And and that time we'll, we'll play shows. Yeah. I love Los Angeles. I live there. It's such a cool place, man. You know, um, it's not, it's not walkable, which is something that I very no, much not at all. No, you could you could oh. totally ride. Yeah, you could ride the bus. I mean, there's some some activity there you could do, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. You could also Uber, which is super expensive out there. But uh, there's other. Uh, have you guys like thought of like Austin or like you know some of the like? It'd be interesting, like not to just move somewhere, but like 
I don't know. It's so hard because it's like it's such a commitment. Where do I go for my band to blow up? You know, I went to Los Angeles thinking, okay, the record companies are right down here on Sunset. You know, there's, you know, they got it bound to see something. But it turns out now in 2021 that you don't, you could be anywhere really. You know, you just have to have the right amount of money, I guess, with Instagram. You know what I mean? There's so many different things now that I also, uh, on behalf of my generation, would like to apologize for you guys that you had to inherit all the bullshit with like, you know, likes comments you know what i mean it has nothing to do with art it has nothing to do with like a beat or a rhythm or like you know a one you know it's just it's a shame and like i'm so happy that i'm out of that <laughs> you know what i mean like i just don't care no more it's like it's it is a shame in a lot of senses but at its core like okay social media is a poison and is is like i would i pity the poor children that have to to grow up experiencing life with social media as like yeah. a core part of their existence. Um, but that said, social media democratized the music industry. I am not saying that that means that the music industry is so much better now or it's so much easier or whatever, but it means that you can work your ass off and see results um and if you earnestly use the platforms to build community you're gonna find a community that supports you mm -hmm. um if if you make stuff that's quality and 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 you know resonates with people um but yeah i mean like i uh without social media i'd have to be out here trying to call different showcases and different radio stations it was I mean, easier like then it was easier dude the art of the phone was so much e like i was so good at the phone man nobody wants to talk on the phone now it's over <laughs> i gotta text three people to get something now you know what i mean or like go through a couple different apps the phone call you would corner somebody there's no there's no way around it it was like podcasting in the 90s be like okay i'm gonna be able to play the venue is that cool you know what i mean like i'm sorry i'm sorry to tell you guys but it, it it is what it is. It's also tied through all the social media networks at the same time. I wonder what will be next. Like, what do you guys will think? Be like, there has to be something. I mean, TikTok obviously is the the newest craze, but when do you think the actual phone will die, and it'll become something else? Like when we're gonna have it like implanted in our brains? Yeah, just like when do you think that's sooner coming? than you think? It's gonna it's gonna happen way sooner than we think. Uh, I touched on a part that John's just uh, tell me more. When do you think the neuro is coming? I, just, I, I don't really have much to say about it. I just really feel like this shit. It's is inevitable. Coming, yeah, think part. about it. I don't even know where my phone is right now, but it's 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 cumbersome, right? Think about it. We're gonna be thinking like, why do we carry these yeah. things around with us? I I drop. I, it I for all one the will time. take the Neuralink. I'm into the Neuralink. A lot of people are not into yeah. it. Sign me up, dude. You know, yeah, I'm ready for sure. I mean, if you could determine if something's bad happening in your body and get to it beforehand, but what maniac would want to turn that down? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I think that's coming soon, you know? And um, I think probably you think that's coming too as well? Uh, I think that's going to come with it. Probably. I mean, that this, this going into our bodies will probably happen first, but I think that will follow shortly after. Nah. Do you think there's like, there going to be no choice? Like you just have to do it? Like you like you know the vaccine or something like that? Like look, we're going to be putting the phone inside your body now. And I'm just oh, maybe. maybe. But it's it's weird to think that you know as technology um, continues to grow, and you guys will be like right at the forefront. I can't believe you guys are only 23 years old. By the way, 
So cool. You're right there at the forefront of everything. I know it probably doesn't seem it, but God, dude. You're talented. You know that, right? You got to know that. I know that most podcasts probably don't do shit like this, but I was really happy to discover you guys. Like, I guess it was like two, three weeks ago, you know? Keep yeah, doing it. My son loves your band too, as well. I was playing really? my, I, 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 I posted on Instagram. He's five. Oh, He's like, who are these guys? And we, my, one of my, my best friend has, um, red hair we call him rooster and he was like is that rooster i'm like no not rooster <laughs> not rooster um <laughs> but it's very interesting music and uh you know i wish i wish good things for you guys you know i really do well thank you yeah i mean thanks for reaching out and for for bringing us on here and yeah we're just really i think i speak for both of us when i say that we just want to make music for as long as we can and support ourselves while we do it um and just the real that's just the real goal and not even just our own music like uh, john and i both want to work as producers uh for other artists and and we we do that now even and like yeah that's just that's pretty much the only thing we think about and our, our biggest goal is just to keep on doing this stuff awesome well i really appreciate you guys coming on the show definitely check them out ladies and gentlemen we've got the links down below here in the podcast um it's a pleasure fellas I, I wish you the best their name is rubber my name is bob and this has been another episode of the bobcast <laughs>